0: You are listening to Living for the Cinema with Jeff Gershon. I am a cinema enthusiast of all genres, here to discuss with you one film every episode the good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique. And finally, spoiler alert no matter when this film was released, there's a good possibility I will be revealing spoilers about the plot or even possibly the ending, so just be warned. The Good Nurse which came out in 2022 and was directed by Tobias Lindholm. It stars Jessica Chastain, Eddie Renmain, Noah Emmerich, Nanamdi Asamuga, Marsha Jean Kurtz, Malik Yoba, Devin McDowell, and Kim Dickens. The genre would be true crime drama. Nurse Lockman. this is Officer Braun. Do you remember Anna Martinez? Yeah, yeah it, it was Sudden. Mind taking a look at this? Huh. The insulin in her system, it's a double medication error, which is really rare. We understand that you work with a Charlie Cullen. Could he be involved in this? He's been at nine hospitals. Nine. What do you mean? No, the hospital would have done something. You would think so. so. Yeah. Do you remember working with someone named Charlie Cullen? Hey, girls. Yeah. Come sit. Are you being weird, Mom? He's be killing people without ever touching them. He's gonna get a new job, and it's all gonna continue. I hope you guys can hear me. He's walking right now. This is that rare thriller which truly achieves a balance between sustained tension and character-based emotion for its entire runtime. I recently watched this late at night completely absorbed, even though I kind of knew how it would end. This is, after all, based upon the true story from less than 20 years ago of an ICU nurse, Charles, played by Redmayne, who was suspected of murdering more than 100 patients at a variety of local hospitals in Pennsylvania and in a manner not easy to detect. But it's not only his story, but also the story of Amy, another nurse who he befriends at one of those hospitals who ends up becoming involved in an effort to potentially bring him to justice. Amy is, of course, played by Jessica Chastain, and both Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne have recently won Oscars. Now, I've always been aware that Eddie Redmayne was a strong actor, but I never quite got the full force of how he could completely take over a scene and just grab you. Until now. He generally plays this guy as relatable for the most part, which may or may not be a ruse. But when you see the darker side of him, of Charles, it's never played up in that typical movie serial killer manner. But it's still so chilling. I need some help, please. What's going on? Hey, man. You see, and he started cutting. All right, I'll get the ad. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, man. You see, and he went into VTAC. Let's rock and press this. Hey. With buzzed hair and a generally quiet demeanor, Charlie just has this uncanny ability to appear so meek and passive, while just occasionally showing the wheels turning behind those eyes in a way that it's easy to imagine anyone who encounters him to start thinking, how is this guy so nice and accommodating? When is the other shoe gonna drop? Redmayne conveys this with just a few limited, eerie glances and mannerisms, especially one relatively early scene when we watch Charlie washing the hands of a recently deceased patient. Then taking a minute to stare down at her naked corpse. And yeah, it's one long minute for sure. But none of this would work nearly as well without an even more impressive performance by Jessica Chastain as the story's real center. We witness the wrenching evolution that her ill-overworked nurse goes through regarding just how she's going to handle Charles. You see, they become close friends, and he has been invaluable at helping her keep her job during a very tough time. He's also become very close to her two daughters. Amy's story essentially carries the movie forward as there are two levels of tension sustaining it throughout. The potential ongoing danger posed by Charles to those around him, which mostly relates to his patients, and Amy's ongoing health issues, which Charles has helped her navigate to help her stick around on the job long enough so that she can get health insurance, which she badly needs. Amy's in a really tough spot here. I don't want to talk about Parkfield. Why not? Is it because what they're saying is true? Because, you know, um, I wouldn't care if you did those things. I mean, I could understand. You could explain. And the supporting cast is also rounded out with strong performances, including Noah Emmerich and Nanamdi Asamuga as two increasingly exasperated local police detectives on the trail of the suspected killer. All right. We've seen your CERNA, Charlie. We've seen your Pixis. We've seen your orders. We've seen the cancellations. We know all about it. We know how you poisoned the bags in the storeroom, had the other nurses hang them up. You know, I don't think you picked Kelly, did you? Did you? You know what? I've been wondering, Charlie. You know what I'm wondering? Now, I got no joke, Charlie, listen. Hey. You can, Charlie. Yes, you can. Hey. Hey. Hey, enough of this shit. Enough of this shit, Charlie. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't. Eventually, this film settles into being a tight procedural with just the right amount of emotional beats. Dutch director Tobias Lindholm, who also co-wrote the excellent Oscar-winning Another Round, he really does an excellent job of keeping things tense while never melodramatic. Now, if you know the true story, you know how this story gets resolved, though I will not dare spoil it regardless if you haven't seen this film. The film essentially has two climaxes and both genuinely work as we see a key change in one character from one climax to the next. A logical progression, if you will. The ending of this movie, it broke me, of course. And what I love about it is how it focuses so much on the humanity of these characters while never diminishing the tragedy of what happened. It's a very satisfying way to end the movie, though not in any manner typical of most true crime stories, including those focusing on serial killers. Just a very special film. And that brings me to the categories. The first category would be the best needle drop. This is the best song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film. Because music is essential to film. The Good Nurse features an atmospheric score from Norwegian electronic music artist and composer Geir Jensen, otherwise known officially as Biosphere. It's a good score, mainly utilizing synthesizers, and it doesn't often call attention to itself, and it helps maintain a suitably tense vibe for most of the film's runtime. Unfortunately, as of the recording of this episode, no soundtrack has been released, nor any actual information on the individual tracks heard over the movie. If nothing else, I would encourage you to check out the music of Biosphere, which is available on YouTube. It's good mood music in the vein of other electronic composers, including Cliff Martinez and one of my all-time favorites, Tangerine Dream. The next category is Wasted Talent. That would be the most underutilized talent involved with the film. Also of note from the supporting cast is Kim Dickens, who has a small but critical role as Linda, who is a chief administrator of the hospital both Amy and Charles are working at. Linda is a key character in that she is the main point of contact from the hospital to the police who are investigating the recent suspicious death of one patient. And she coldly stonewalls the cops at every turn. This includes delaying the release of key information for several weeks, And when it is provided to the police, it's incomplete at best. Just a few pages out of literally dozens of pages for a key medication report. This becomes an increasing source of frustration on the part of both officers and for us, the audience. And apparently it's all true, as stonewalling came from virtually every hospital that Charles worked at during this investigation. Now, in the wrong hands, this could be a very typical evil hospital administrator villain role, and on paper... It's kind of almost that. But Dickens brings a convincing intelligence to this character, as she has with several notable performances going back almost three decades. Kim Dickens is definitely one of her most unsung character actresses. I first noticed her back in 1998 when she played a mysterious EMT in the fun detective thriller Zero Effect, which I plan on reviewing in the near future. And it's one of those just forgotten gems from the 90s. Kim Dickens has always just been adept at playing individuals who are sharper and more self-aware than they initially let on. Their knowledge often kind of sneaks up on you as the story progresses, as it did with memorable supporting parts in movies like Gone Girl and TV shows like Deadwood. Dickens is often playing the smartest person in the room who you never quite notice until a critical point. And that even occurs in The Good Nurse during a later scene when she ends up firing Charlie, though just for something minor, having nothing to do with his apparent manipulations of medication to possibly murder patients. We've already learned by this point that her Linda is a former nurse, and we finally see her concern just kind of seep out as she sends off Charles after his termination. She likely realizes that he will just as easily find a new job at another local hospital where he can endanger other patients. For a brief moment, we can see that it pains her to know this, and it effectively humanizes her character, if just for a bit. Honestly, though, I would have just liked a bit more time with Linda, with her character. Her interactions with the two detectives are very effectively tense, but I think having at least one proper exchange with Chastain's Amy could have elevated this film even more. Just a minor criticism. And that brings me to the next category, which would be the trailer moment. This is the scene or moment that best describes this movie. Now, I'm going to be vague about this because this is a new movie, and I just don't want to spoil it. But among several others, the best standout sequence occurs towards the end, right near the end, when Amy encounters Charles one-on-one after they both have found out the truth about each other. Oh, you know, I never, meant. you know, I, I always just wanted to help you. I know. I know that. And I still need you. And what we see happen between them, it seems to defy logic. But apparently, it did really happen this way. Let's just say that this scene is a true masterclass in acting between Chastain and Redmayne. And I'll leave it at that. The final category is the MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. As I stated previously, Jessica Chastain essentially carries this movie as its heart and soul. Hey there, lovebirds. Look what I brought. Is that the best thing you have ever tasted? She is subtly great at portraying just how inquisitive and compassionate Amy is towards those around her, and how those two traits are always linked. I especially loved how Chastain was able to switch on different parts of her personality to handle things differently within these scenes. As an overall performance, this is definitely better than her Oscar-winning role last year as Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, she was really good in that movie, but she is transcendent in this movie. And by transcendent, I mean through a lot of subtle gestures and mannerisms, Chastain is adept at having us feel concerned for both her character's personal challenges and the danger and tragedy which occurs to some patients whom she gets to know very well. So many difficult emotions are channeled through her character that it reminded me somewhat of another transcendent performance which Chastain gave 10 years ago as Maya in Zero Dark Thirty, which she also received an Oscar nomination for, and in my opinion, deserved to win. So they're using you guys as canaries, in the theory that if Bin Laden isn't there, you can sneak away and no one will be the wiser. Mm -hmm. But Bin Laden is there. And you're going to kill him for me. That performance and that film is one of my personal favorites of recent years, and rest assured that I will also be reviewing it just in time for its upcoming 10th anniversary. For once again excelling at giving a complex portrayal of a real-life hero under very difficult circumstances, Jessica Chastain is the MVP. Yeah. Did you change your perception of nurses, Jess? Oh, it's a hard job. Yeah. I mean, we made this film at the end of the pandemic, at the time where everyone's going outside to clap, yeah, you know, is. and acknowledge healthcare workers, but I. Th- I think sometimes we have short-term memories Yeah. and we need to remember the people who are out there caring for ourselves. Yes. And this film is about someone who was caring for others and we weren't really caring for her. Yeah, yes. And I think we need to look at that and say, are we taking care of the people that are out there putting everything on the line for us? My rating for The Good Nurse is five stars out of five. <laughs> I am honestly at a loss as to find any real faults with this film. It affected me deeply, and it might be the best film of 2022 so far. And if you're looking to watch The Good Nurse, it is currently streaming on Netflix. And that ends another Hippocratic review. Special shout out to my lovely wife, Marlene Gershon, for producing this podcast, and to my lovely daughter, Ella Gershon, for assisting in the editing. Please like, subscribe, and share the Living for the Cinema podcast, and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema.